Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life goes up and it goes down. I know my mom taught me that. I figured why we fool around so little. And we keep track of time Being so serious Idiots Thinking it will matter Keep me company downtown Before the clock runs out Sun is shining but the rain is welcome too Friends are nearby, don't need another view Time is not on my mind but then it's you Oh, I love it when the love comes around And then I remember All things must pass But I'm not gonna wake up, wake up I'm not ready, let me have another day Don't wake up, wake up Keep it steady cause I'm happy I'm not gonna wake up Coasting. I am your host, Megano. Hello everyone, how are we doing? How are we doing? Happy Monday. Um, well, actually happy Wednesday when you listen to this. Or actually, look, who's to say you listen to this on the day it comes out? Happy whatever day it is when you're listening to this. For me, at this moment in time, hold on, I'm going to pause because I need to burp. I felt that one coming and I, I, I felt that travelling from my stomach upwards. So I paused and then I've come back to you and that's what I'm going to try and do, right? Reason being, I know that burping is ill-mannered. I've known that. It's not new information. I've known that probably since the age of five. I know that's ill-mannered. However, sometimes it just happens. Like, I don't purposely burp. Sometimes it's just like, oop, the burp has entered the group chat and I didn't even know it was coming. And that would be a whole, a whole thing. I just wouldn't think to edit that out, right? Like, we all burp. It's, you might not want to admit it, but you burp, I burp, I fart, you fart. I'm actually not much of a fart, but anyway, it, it, it happens, right? But I got this message the other day, um, a really angry, 
angry message from a lady, I will add, um, saying how she's had to unfollow me on everything because I burped on one of my podcasts and it, it absolutely repulsed her. So hand on heart, I actually am sorry to anyone who's been repulsed by my burps in the past and I'm going to make a conscious effort to stop those I did, I did, in all fairness, think the message was really uncalled for. You know, like she could have just unfollowed me and life would have went on. I'd have to take that in the chin. That's my fault. But the, the message was, yeah, bit bit uncalled for. But anywho, I'm going to try not burp from now on. But if one slips out, I promise I didn't mean it, okay? But yes, happy Monday. Um, my Monday, <laughs> here's a story to start off. I went to the gym this morning after two weeks off because I injured my back. Um, you might have known that. I think I said that last week. I injured my back for two weeks. It was not getting any better. I had to take so long off the gym. And at the end of last week, I went to a chiropractor who has actually changed my life. Like, I mean, I'm going to this chiropractor as much as I possibly can because the cracking oh my god it was so it was so therapeutic I didn't I didn't think I liked the sound of bones cracking like you know people crack their fingers I've never cracked my fingers like no I'm not doing it I heard it gives you arthritis nope no thank you I don't really like when people crack their fingers but getting my back and neck cracked was pretty euphoric to be honest and my back's so much better for it thank the lord I was getting right sick of that so I made my grand return to the gym today after two weeks off and I was excited to go I was like here we go I'm pumped up I'm ready to go a big arm session on the way building those guns you know what I mean swans on my arms um and I was honestly about 10 minutes into my workout sorry TMI approaching but I was about 10 minutes into my workout and I like just the way I sat like down on the bench I got like a glimpse of of like in between my legs and I was wearing light blue leggings just to put this into context and there was like a red mark so I was like what the fuck has my period started so I had to discreetly try and get to the toilet and it's nothing to be embarrassed about like I'm women again like the burping this is what happens we get our period I went to the toilet and there was nothing there so it must be a stain from maybe last time I wore them but then I was like do I go home do I make an excuse because I was like god forbid if anyone sees that as pure awkward and then it puts them in an awkward position like do we mention it or not but then I thought I've not been here in two weeks right I'll do my best to make sure nobody could see it you need to be quite close and looking at that specific area to see it right it wasn't like a crazy amount of stain it was just like a wee dot but I was obviously very aware of it but anyway I decided fuck it I'm going to continue on from workout I'm going to do my best to make sure nobody else has to lay their eyes on this and that's what I've done so that was my Monday morning I actually have been non-stop all day I've had a super productive morning it's, it's oh my god it's quarter four in the afternoon and I got up at half six and this is just me sitting down basically to record this I've been on my feet all day but I actually had such a nice wholesome weekend so I'm feeling recharged ready for a good week although I was out on Thursday and that wasn't very wholesome that was that was very drunken in fact um but I was out on Thursday I know what you're thinking Thursday night's out you've you've lost it hen but I went out because Aquarius my management were having an event for International Women's Day well International Women's Week actually um and all the Aquarius girls were there and we had drinks there and then I ended up going out after it there's this place in Glasgow called Wonder Bar 
and I've only ever been once in my life and it was a real hoot of a time I loved it but I remember thinking it is tiny in here it's so cramped or packed like sardines well mark my words they have now opened like this huge area like I mean when I seen it I was like my eyes must be deceiving me this is absolutely humongous I didn't know this space existed in Glasgow so anyway that's where I went um but it was it was a really nice time and at the event, so at the um, Aquarius event for International Women's Day, I was actually asked to speak at it. Yeah, little old me up there chatting away to the audience. Um, and you know what? It really blows my mind that I would ever, and I genuinely mean that, like when I get asked to do like wee things like this, not that it happens every day, it's quite few and far between, but... When things like that do happen, I'm like, what? Me? Why? I'm always genuinely baffled by it. Um, especially when you're surrounded by all these inspirational people. And like, so that that means you think I'm like them? Okay, I'll take it. So I spoke at it and yet I just asked, like, answered wee questions that I was asked about like work and all that blah blah you'll see as the episode goes on and I also got to meet some really lovely girls who attended the event and oh my god people are so nice to me like it is so mind-blowing how how kind people are and the things that they say like it, it really touches my heart so it does so that wee event got me thinking this week for the podcast I want to talk about work slash careers honestly my journey to where I am at this particular moment in time has been anything 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 but straightforward and easy so I'm going to tell my wee story of how I got to this point and I I genuinely am living proof in some scale that you can achieve your dreams even when it feels like the world is against you. Like genuinely, I know that sounds so cheesy, but trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would get to where I am just now. So if this episode helps out just at least one person out there who might be in a work slump, then I've done what I came to do because I know all too well how that feels. Okay? Okay, let's go. For reference, I am currently 24, unfortunately fast approaching 25. But anyway, I started my working life when I was 16. So I was still at school at the time and I got a part-time job in Build-A-Bear Workshop. I worked in Build-A-Bear because to this day, behind me, there is Build-A-Bear sitting on my bed. I love Build-A-Bear Workshop up always have done ever since I was yay height it used to be called the bear factory does anyone remember that the real OGs will know so it was called bear factory and then it got changed to build a bear workshop alarming news by the way guys the one in Silverburn who shot um I'm scared about why that shot but anyway I've always loved build a bear I've always been obsessed with it so I knew when I was 16 I had to get like a wee part-time job like I, I wanted to get one to be honest I didn't I wasn't like forced by any means by my mum or dad like I was just ready to get out and work and make my own money and then it meant I could go wild and like bank fashion at the time top shop get myself some Joni jeans you know how it is so I started working in Build-A-Bear 
And <laughs> it's so funny, right? See, on my second shift, so I worked the Saturday, right? And my second shift was the Sunday. And I woke up and the boy I was talking to at the time was like, um, you can you can come round to mine today if you want. And I was like, hell yeah. So I phoned Bill Bear, spoke to a manager and I was like, I'm just going to tell them I'm babysitting. I can't make it. So I was like, hi. I was like, it's Megan. Um, I was like, I actually can't make my shift today because my mum has just last minute asked me to babysit. So yeah, I won't be able to make it, but I'll, I'll come in next week. My manager was like, no she was like that's not how it works like you are coming to work and she probably also knew I was talking absolute shite so I was like what the hell so I hung up the phone I was like what so you can't just say you're not going to work like this was my realization of no babes you actually need to show up to your shifts but build a bear guys was an absolute hoot I can't recommend it enough as a first time job at the time 16 year old me thought I was really hard done by I used to work like four hour shifts maximum right I'd do like a one to five and I used to be like this is hard work like on my feet all day fucking stuffing bears stitching bears dressing bears I used to think like oh my god like I'm being put through my paces here but upon reflection, it was actually such a cute job. And you know what was so nice? Like some, I mean, I won't, I'll be honest, a lot of the kids that come on are arseholes. Like they're spoiled brats, right? And like they'll hit you and like sneeze on you. Ugh. But other kids are so sweet and like it's cute working with kids sometimes. Um, but I'd do stuff like put on the big bunny costume. So her name was Paulette and the big bear was called Bury Me. Oh. Oh, there goes my laptop. Anyway, you'd go in one of the mascot costumes and then I'd like do wee dances, wiggle my tail. Then I'd do like birthday parties, which were quite chaotic. Like imagine a 16 year old leading like 10 two year olds trying to make them play musical bumps and stuff. But they were just too young to understand. But upon reflection, it was actually such a fun job. And like everyone who worked there was always dead nice. And my manager, I thought at the time she hated me, but she loves me. Like now I can't pass the shop without going in and giving her a full debrief from my life. Like, God, she really loved me. And I, I, had, I had it all wrong. So I worked there for like a year and I knew that, you know, bear building wasn't the profession I wanted to remain in forever I very much knew it was just a wee part-time job so I quit build bear after a year I thought my fingers are one too many blisters from sewing bears which is true I used to I used to get blisters from sewing the bears but um, I decided it was time to move on so then I moved to River Island you know the the clothing store and that was fine again a complete piss about I worked like 12 hours a week I was a cashier which I loved like I I I love doing things that feel important like see standing at the cashier like typing everything in and deciding whether or not people can get a refund or is it going to be an exchange for you I used to I used to get quite a power trip off of that and River Island actually um I thought it was because they thought I was really good at my job but it was just because of the way my hours worked they gave me like this authorization code so people would have to say to me like Megan am I allowed to return this and I'd be like mm, yeah and type in my code I fucking loved it again River Island was a piss about I really took the piss in River Island I low-key got sacked from River Island um, 
it's a story for another day if I've not already told it I probably have I tell everyone it like I'm like hi my name's Megan I'm 24 and I get sacked from Never Island um, but uh, yeah it, it was just again a temporary job I was still at school when I worked there so I worked in Never Island from I was 17 till I was 18 whilst I was also at school so again I just knew it was a wee part-time job for a wee bit of dosh to go at the weekends and buy myself some new jeans or whatever so my plan and what I thought was going to be like the kind of start of my career or whatever in fifth and sixth year in high school that's what we call it in Scotland I think it's different in England but the last two years of high school I was planning on going to university so I was going to go and study business law. Now, I don't even know what that is. I'm not disregarding that, that that, I mean, it sounds like a very intelligent, hard topic. But I, to this day, all those years later, still don't know what business law is. And the weird thing is, I actually don't even have a single qualification in business. So for me in in Scotland, we do what's called national fives or national fours, which I think is equivalent to GCSEs maybe. And then you can do like hires and I don't know the equivalent. I don't know if there is an equivalent. Do we all do hires? I'm not sure. Um, so most people who are going to do uni, and sorry, most people who are going to do business at uni would have like a national five qualification and a higher qualification and then go on to study it more. That would make sense. Like clearly you're good at this topic. So you're going to go do it for another four years in university. I do not have a single qualification because I didn't take the subject in like fourth year. Then in fifth year, I also didn't take the subject. And then in sixth year, I decided to crash higher business. And I didn't even show up to the exam. So basically, because I was um, crashing higher business and my business teacher, who's so nice, what a nice lady she was, um, she said, like, you're going to pass this, you're going to do really well. I think you'll get, like, at least a B. I was able to apply to universities and say I'm predicted a B so let me in and some like three of the unis said well babes we're going to need proof like come back to us when you've got your results fair enough so I got what's called a conditional offer and then one university said we trust you and you come here's an unconditional offer we'll see you in September and it and like I said, I didn't even show up to the exam. I didn't sit it. So it was an instant fail. So imagine I showed up to that uni in September like, okay, I have no qualifications here. I failed it at school, but I'm I'm here to try and sit it at university level. Like what? That's so backwards. One thing I really strongly don't like the schools do like I actually love school like, I, I have had such a positive experience I really could rave about it all day long to be honest but the one thing that I don't like about school and high school is that the only path in their eyes is to finish school and then go to university it's like nothing else in the world exists well in my school anyway like the the ideal 
path that every good student would take would be you finish all your exams you finish up to sixth year and then you go off to university to study for another four years and just waltz into a a well-paying job that's kind of what you're fed at school that's kind of what you're told is like the right way to do life and now that I have done a little bit of life I'm like that is so far from the truth like there's so many jobs out there you don't just have to go to university and some poor souls go to university work really hard pass all their exams and don't even get a job with anything to do with their with their um what's it called what are those things called degrees they can't even get a job that goes with their degrees because it's just so hard to get jobs nowadays so that is bullshit to be honest that we're fed that works for some people and if you want to be like a dentist, a doctor, a lawyer, if you've got a burning passion to do any kind of jobs like that that 100% requires a degree, then yeah, on you go to university. But the way that schools portray that is like the only right thing there is to do is wrong. So being the 17 year old that I was, it's no wonder that I fell into the trap of thinking okay, that is what I need to do. Like that, This is the only respectable thing to do next. Even though I have zero interest in it and still to this day do not even know what the course I was going to go study is. But anyway, as school was, um, school was drawn to a close till I was nearly finished with school. Not graduated school because you don't graduate, but, you know, le- leaving school. I was finally honest with not only myself, but everyone around me that uni uni just was not it was not on the roster for me like I am not fucking interested in going to uni like I personally hate studying I hate writing essays I hate textbooks all of it genuinely makes me feel like uneasy like see now when I have to read something like instructions I get so overwhelmed I'm like oh, oh like I am just someone who likes to learn things myself and teach myself things and do things my own way which isn't which isn't particularly positive it it would be good if I could (laughs) read instructions and follow manuals and learn and be this really intelligent book smart person but it just it just isn't me that's not who I am so I really I really went from 100 to zero to be honest like one minute I had all these offers for uni and the next I'd just thought I'm not even going to my business exam and I'm not going to uni I wouldn't recommend doing that that was quite rash so it's a complete given that mumsy and dadsy were not happy chappies and my mum and dad my mum and dad aren't pushy parents I wouldn't say like they've never been like when you grow up you're going to do this you are going to be a financial advisor you're going to be a mathematician you're going to follow in the footsteps of your granny Elizabeth, who was a brain surgeon, they've never been like that with me or Paul. Like they, they just want us to be okay, like have money to live because we all need those coins. But they were understandably concerned when all of a sudden I was like, nah, I'm not going to uni and I also don't know what I'm going to do with my life when I leave school. So I knew that I had to sort myself a full-time adult we shall say adult in those little quotation marks an adult job and honestly I've got I've got to hand it to myself within no time I secured myself an apprenticeship at BT British Telecoms do you know I worked there for like a year and I didn't know what BT stood for 
someone were like having a joke and they're like, what's PT stand for? I was like, babes, I don't know. Does someone want to tell me? It's been a year and no one's informed me. But yay, I had this apprenticeship. Woo, woo, woo. I was really proud of myself. My mum and dad were really proud of myself. And I was thinking, I'm going to be learning, gaining qualifications whilst getting paid a salary. Yeah, dancer. I felt like I'd won the lottery. Fast forward, I'd been working at BT for a couple of months. And when I tell you, I got the biggest fright of my life. So I was 18. I was in full-time employment whilst pretty much every other one of my friends were students or they they actually hadn't even started college or uni yet. It was like summer to them. So they were all like going out like midweek and just living up the free lifestyle whilst I was pretty much chained to this desk and headset nine to five Monday to Friday. Actually, sorry, it was eight to five or nine to six Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. So I was chained to this headset listening to customers give me abuse for their extortionate bills at BT by perdition. So it really didn't take long for me to realise that my job was just not what I had in mind. Um, And it also made me pretty miserable. But I have always had, like I've got to give it to myself, I've always had quite a good mindset in the sense that if I start something, I'm going to do everything in my power to complete it. So I rushed through my apprenticeship, honestly, at like a lightning speed. Like basically you'd be given like a few hours a week off of these angry phone calls to like do the coursework all on yourself, all yourself. It was kind of like self-taught. So I was like doing this quick, 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 quick. Because I thought the sooner I finish my apprenticeship, the sooner I can get com- get promoted and get the fuck away from these phone calls. Apprenticeship's finished. Woohoo! I got like a... I got some qualification in business and administration, maybe a HNC, HND. So I was like, that's good. That's another one for the CV. Love that. And then it was finally time for me to start applying to other jobs within BT because I'd done this apprenticeship. I thought this is going to stand me in great stead here. You know, like this little shining bright star who's going to grow into this twinkling universe is about to make her way through BT that's what I thought anyway so I started applying to absolutely everything like you could see the internal jobs so I just applied to everything even when I didn't have a clue what it was like I mean these words were like false manager and I was like yep apply 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 (laughs) honestly like got to love like if you don't try you don't get but also like why did I think I would be hired I genuinely didn't even know what the job title said sorry absolute common denominator here first applying to a uni course which I don't know what it's about then applying to these jobs I don't know what it's about but anyway most of the time I was you can guess it ignored um but I never I genuinely never let it stop me I was updating my CV pretty much every single week and just continued to apply to everything and anything within BT and eventually I felt like I was getting the break that I deserved so there was this one job and I actually got a reply to my CV saying like okay you've made it to the next stage and I was like what 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 what?" like I was never expecting to see that because I was just looking at like um what's that called rejections every single day so seeing this I was like oh my god oh my god and I just had such a glimmer of hope 
and I'd done the most for this, right? Like I, because it was a position within BT, I was luckily allowed time off the phone to like go and visit the site of this, where this new job would be. So did I go like wee 19 year old me, suited and booted, go to this site. It was full of people who were probably like a few years older than me. So when I was 19 and I thought everyone's older than here, it was a wee bit intimidating, but they were all nice. No one was mean, but they were all so intelligent. Like, you know, that way you just walk in a room and you're like, these people are smart. That was a vibe I got. So I was like, right. The good thing about me is I have an A in higher drama. So I can put on a face. So I was like, right, I'm just going to pretend I know what everyone's talking about and I'm going to seem really interested, which I was to an extent because I wanted a new job. So I really was like winning everyone over. I was making such an effort. And after that, I got an interview and it, it whittled down to like just me and one other girl. And I studied so much this interview. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I was shaking like a leaf going into it. I really, I honestly did do the most. I really must hand it to myself. I'd done so, so much and I was given such hope, such hope. Um, There's this one guy in particular who who made me feel like 100% had the job and I'd been at Dua with Nadine. God, this is moons ago and I woke up in the morning and I was quite hungover. My phone's ringing and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. This could be about the job. And I thought, here we go. He didn't get the job. I was crushed. And I know it's so normal to go for interviews and not get jobs. That's just how the cookie crumbles, babes. But I put my blood, sweat and tears into this tech false job thing. And I really hand on heart believed I was getting it. And I didn't. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. I can't sit and apply to all of these jobs and get absolutely nowhere. I'm done, babes. So this rejection lit a fire in me in another way. Um, It was steering me away from BT. And honestly, I can't tell you, like, hats off to the people who do that job. Like, I literally would sit at a desk taking phone call after phone call after phone call like there was no breaks like one would end another would start and it was just people screaming down the phone about how we'd charge them too much and so fair so fair some of these bills were an absolute mess warranted that they're angry but just being the punch bag in the situation is shite you've really 
got the short straw there, right? So anyway, this lit a fire in me that I was in the wrong path. This was not the path I was supposed to be on. Time to switch it up. So I knew that I loved clothes and I knew that I loved social media. So I decided, okay, I think like social media in a fashion company is the route I want to go down. So I start applying to every single company in Glasgow, like I shit you not, all the kind of ones that spring to your mind, I was applying to them and I was emailing them. Honestly, like on a weekly basis, I was probably being a pest of hell, but I was just so determined to get to get into this world, into this industry. Unfortunately though, there was one thing that really, really stood in my way and it was that I didn't have a degree. Like most of these jobs and anyone out there who is applying to these kind of jobs and stuff um, will know that basically all these jobs need some kind of degree, like maybe like a marketing degree, a degree in fashion. And so I, I just didn't stand a chance. And fair enough, like people have went to uni and studied this for four years. Like, of course they deserve the job over me who's <laughs> just taking angry phone calls for the past few years so I just wasn't getting anywhere like there there really was no hope <clears throat> however I managed to secure myself a job in a men's clothing company and it wasn't in social media and it wasn't like doing anything like fun that I, that I was hoping to do but I realized okay what I need to do is get my foot in the door somewhere and then try and work my way up like I don't have what they want on paper so I'm gonna have to do it a different way I'm gonna have to sneak in and pretend I want to be an admin assistant forever but in actual fact I'm gonna pull the wool over their eyes and they're gonna want to promote me that was the plan and I wasn't stupid for believing that could happen because I was kind of, it was suggested that that could happen and that is what they kind of wanted for me as well. So I was so excited. I was, I thought, oh my God, this is a breakthrough. I need, like, I'm finally in the industry I want to be in. And everyone was a bit, like my mum and dad were a bit like, uh, because it was so much less money than what I was making at BT. It was, it, was a, it was a big chunk off my wage. And normally, ideally, if you're moving jobs, you're hoping to have more money. But I was taking a big hit. But I was aware that, look, sometimes you need to take a few steps down to make lots of steps up. So I was fine with it. I thought, don't no one's stressed here, babes. I'm going to work my way up and it's all going to be worth it. It's short-term cut for long-term happiness. This was definitely a job that was much better for my well-being, like my mental health. It was so much more relaxed than BT and I got to chat to my colleagues all day. Like that's mainly what I'd done, to be honest, was just chat and sit and chat rubbish to everyone, which I loved because I am a chatterbox. But as time went on, I did start to struggle for money. I really wasn't making much and I was even struggling even though I lived at home. So I was like, well, there's no way that if I'm struggling right now, living at my mum and dad's house, how would I ever manage on this salary and have my own house? However, I'd done what I always tried to do and pushed on. So I got really, really involved in the company. I took every single opportunity I was given. And don't get me wrong, I'd done some cool things when I worked there and I'm still really grateful for those cool things at this moment in time but it did 
become crystal clear, like clear as the day, that I was never going to progress the way I wanted to and maybe was led to believe I would. So after, I can't even remember how long I worked there for. I'm sure I started when I was 19 and then I left when I was like 22. What age am I? 24. Whoa, whoa. Ugh. Oh my God, that was such a fright. I don't know how long I worked there for. It was a couple of years anyway. Um, So after a couple of years, I did start to get quite sad again about work because I just felt so hopeless. Like I knew because I tried and tested that I couldn't get a social media job anywhere due to not having a degree. And I also tried coming in at the bottom and working my way up and I also got nowhere. So I was like, well, what now? Also, at this moment in time, I ended up finding myself always working out in the warehouse. So I was technically an admin assistant or an office assistant. Assistant, that was it. I was an office assistant. So I should be in the office doing office roles. But every single day I was out in this massive warehouse, like absolutely huge, absolutely freezing like in the winter it was so cold it felt like you were like in the inside of an ice cube and I used to literally wear free jackets I'm saying free as in the number because I'm not good at pronouncing th but one jacket two jacket free jacket to try and keep warm like everyone would have um those wee hotties you know those wee things that like you rub and they become warm to keep your hands warm wearing like fluffy socks like Ugg boots it was Baltic so I was always out in the warehouse wrapped up like that like a Eskimo I've seen Eskimos wear less packing orders so I just walk up and down all day packing orders and there's nothing wrong with that job and so many people would be content and quite happy doing that job but that is so 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 wildly far away from what I ever set out to do with my life and I just couldn't help but feel like I'd completely failed I did I felt like a failure it's so sad but it's so true along came a global pandemic so coronavirus was here she was loud she was proud and it totally changed work for absolutely like literally the whole world essentially shut like everyone was off work everyone was furloughed guess who wasn't me (laughs) actually every single person I knew except my mom and dad because they work for the NHS heroes um actual everyone in their granny's goldfish was furloughed and I was still 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 packing orders in this warehouse Honestly, but so many people in the office in the warehouse got furloughed. But for some reason, I was the chosen one and I was to stick around. I honestly, to this day, do not understand why. Because it's not like I was like a star employee. I was probably quite the opposite. Maybe it was punishment. I'm not sure. But basically, I wasn't furloughed. However, my working routine changed. So I used to work three days on and then three days off because they were trying to like limit how many people were there at one time. You, you know, all those rules and that. So 
I was gutted to be honest everyone was enjoying the sun and like being like yay all this time off going big walks and I was just in that office sad because I didn't even have my colleagues to talk to anymore it was literally just me um but anyway it was it was still locked down so when I had my three days off it's not like I could go and see people or socialize or whatever so I just had all this free time so I put all of my free time into social media So at this point in time, when lockdown started, I did have a wee bit of a following. I I wish I could remember how much it was. I want to say maybe like 20,000 followers on Instagram. um, And I don't know, maybe like a thousand, two thousand subscribers on YouTube. Like I didn't just start social media in lockdown. Like I had been doing it like just as a wee kind of side, not even a side hustle because I didn't make any money from it, but just as a side hobby from my full-time jobs when I worked in the men's clothing company. Um, So I always loved it. I loved posting on Instagram. I loved making videos, but like I was never consistent and I could never put much time into it because I just didn't have the time to put into it but now that I had my three days off a week or three days on three days off and it was a global pandemic I thought here is my time to shine some people love lockdown like Erin one of my best friends Erin says like lockdown is quite good like I quite liked um being in the house and being off work I'm like what I hated lockdown. I I actually used to really struggle with my own company, which is something I'm grateful for because now I love my own company. Like genuinely, I, I love spending time with just me. Like I enjoy silence and I enjoy like going walks myself. I enjoy going shopping myself. I enjoy nights in myself. It, that That's a positive thing because I used to be really reliant on company. Like I hated being alone. So I found lockdown particularly hard and I have a real problem with boredom and cabin fever like I do not like sitting down and watching tv no I want to be out doing stuff I want to be busy I want to be productive and that just was not what lockdown stood for so I found it really hard so honestly I think posting on instagram and youtube is genuinely what kept me going like a hundred percent that gave me a purpose I weirdly, I suppose, grew quite fast on social media over lockdown. And I genuinely do think it's because everybody was so bored. And the only thing people were doing at the time was scrolling through social media on their phones. So I probably had a lot more exposure. And I definitely, I I think I joined the wave at the right time. I grabbed my surfboard and I hopped on it just before it, just before it went over. Um, So I grew on social media quite quick. But I never, honestly, I I mean it when I say this, I never, ever believed it would become my job. I always thought, like, I'll get some free things from it. Like, I loved the freebies. Like, I loved, like, when small brands would, like, send me out, like, socks or, like, wee tie-dye t-shirts or something. I was more than happy with that. I just never, ever expected that it would become a job. And I also, like because I'd always been in employment my full life I never understood how it would be a job like how would you get paid and like you wouldn't have a salary and I just nah it just genuinely wasn't something I seen as being on the horizons it was just such a hobby and I think that's probably why I did grow and sometimes I should maybe take 
um, take a leaf out of old Megano's book because I didn't take it serious. Like through lockdown, I was talking the most shite on my stories all day, every day. I didn't care about looking professional. I didn't care about annoying people. I was like, I don't, these people don't need to be here if they don't want to be. I was just documenting my life and I just found it fun. And there was no guidelines to follow. There was no rules. It was just fun. But weirdly and like so surprisingly to me, I started to get some emails from brands like, hi, like would like to book a post, like how much do you charge? And I was like, what? How much do I charge? I was like, wait a minute, what is going on? Like, is that is is that just what happens? Like, can I just name a price? Like, this isn't my job. Like, I was really overthinking it. Like, but, but, but why? Like, I just didn't understand. So uh, I, I would do it myself, like kind of book the odd thing here and there for like a little bit of money or whatever. And I was just like, oh, well, that's a bonus. That's nice. And then uh, management got in contact with me and... I'd signed with them and I'd done like the odd few jobs with them and I was like what is going on so I started to think could this be could this be a job of mine again I never thought it would be like solely my job but I was starting to think how nice would it be if I could work part-time in the office and work part-time as an influencer and that's what I'd done so eventually when people started returning to work, I said to my manager, like, is there any way I could go part time and I'm going to do this influencing thing on the side? And luckily I was allowed to do that. So that's what I've done. I went part time and I influenced with all my other time. This was actually a really nice time of my life. Like uh, when I would go into the office, so I'd work three days a week, I'd go in stress free. I didn't feel sad that I wasn't progressing in any way like I knew what I was there to do I liked seeing all my colleagues and then when I wasn't in the office I was getting like I was I was um feeding that hunger I have and like scratching that itch I have of wanting to try harder and push harder because with influencing that's that's only up to me like I need to try hard or you're not going to get anywhere so I was I was feeling I had job satisfaction, job satisfaction basically with the influencing part of my life and I had, I felt comfort in the office part of my life because I knew what I'd get paid a month for is with influencing, you don't. Like you could get paid nothing or you could get paid X amount, Y amount, you don't know. So I felt like I had the perfect balance. I was like, I have stable money coming in part time and then I have this really fun job that I have to really try hard at the other part of my time. I started to treat social media obviously at this point in time as more of a job like I would have set days where I'd go out and get content I'd have deadlines to meet um, and then I started to care more about being more professional and like completing things to a high standards like it was still so fun and I, I still have fun with it even to this day but it became more professional and it became more serious and I really really tried like honestly those months like I worked so hard I didn't switch off and I, I definitely didn't have a work-life balance which is a shame but sometimes you need to go through little phases like that for it to pay off um but I tried so so hard and 
I honestly just had like a realization at one point where I was like, I can leave my office job. And I was like, wait, I can leave my office job. I can leave my office job. I could not wrap my head around it. I did not know and I didn't realise I'd reached this stage where this thing that I genuinely just loved doing, that I genuinely was so passionate about, has actually turned into a stable income and I don't need to go to this office three days a week. So I honestly took, I actually did take quite a bit of time to think about it because I was like, am I sure? Like, is this good luck going to run out? Do I want to be self-employed? Like, I was really scared of it and it's just not something I ever set out to do. But eventually I was like, right, I'm off, babes. Here's my notice. And just like that, I became a full-time influencer. The timelines for that, by the way, is lockdown started March 2020 and I officially left my job in June 2021. So weirdly, it did happen fast, but also bear in mind, I'd been posting on social media for years before that, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't feel fast. Like it was a long process and it was an emotional process and there was ups and there was downs and there was times where I thought I fucked it so bad like I'm never going to do something that like fulfills me I'm never going to be able to make decent money I just felt like I'd really failed and as much as um going full time I kind of always thought, oh, as soon as I go full time, I'll feel so accomplished. Like there's nothing else I want in life. Like that'll be me. Like I'll be so, so happy with myself. And I am like, I'm immensely proud of myself. I'll admit that. But the pressure never goes. Like now that I am self-employed, I probably put even more pressure on myself. Like I still have, sadly, those days where I'm like, oh I'm shit at this like I'm I've failed at this like everyone's so much better than me like those feelings weirdly haven't completely gone away they've just they've just changed a little bit but regardless of the bad days and the bad thoughts and whatever I am doing my dream job like I I'm sitting here talking to a podcast and albeit I don't actually make money from my podcast but I'm in a position where I do make money from the other aspects of my work that I have, I now have the time to sit and record this. And this is like my wee fun thing now that like before Instagram posts and YouTube videos were purely fun. Now they are business. So now my podcast is my little fun thing and my little hobby. And I have the time to put into this, which is a luxury in itself. So yeah, this is my dream job. And there is always hard, like hurdles and like being self-employed no matter what it is you do influencer or not like it's scary and it's daunting because like work isn't guaranteed like I, I I'm trying to get a flat and like when I was like applying for a mortgage and stuff it was hard so I'm like I can't tell you what I think I'm going to earn I don't have anything really to prove. Like, obviously you have like your accounts, but like, I don't know how much I'll earn next year or the year after. Who knows if this will still even be my job? Like, there's no job security, which is scary. And when you're self-employed, like, you don't really just like check out. Like, I used to finish at five and not think about a single thing regarding work until I was there again the next day. Whereas I don't check out. 
But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like this is what I've chosen. There's so many luxuries that come with my job and I genuinely love my job, which is such a privileged position to be in. So what I say, like a girl had asked this other day at the event, she said like, what do you do? Like, do you ever get moments of feeling like this is too hard, I'm going to give up? And what do you do to overcome them? And what I do at this moment in time is I put myself back in those free jackets in that warehouse. I put myself back in my three layers of coats in that freezing grey concrete warehouse, walking up and down all day. And I say, if you got past that, you can get past this. And when I feel like, oh, this is hard or whatever... I remember, no, you used to have people in your ear, like literal grown men screaming in your ear saying how they hope your house is going to burn down and how you're like all these swear words under the sun when I worked at BT. That was shit. This isn't shit. Yeah, there's moments that are hard. And like, for example, when I'm like seeing hate or like I'm not doing too well at work or like something gets rejected or a job falls through, like those also are hard parts but I have done worse and I need to remember how far I've come. I think the biggest lesson I've learned and the best piece of advice I would give to anyone in any career on any path at any point in life is if you don't do it yourself no one will. Like don't just sit around like okay the perfect job will just come up or yeah okay I'll I'll get there in like 10 years and I'll just ride the wave till I'm there like in my head and from my experience you are not gonna do anything unless you're proactively changing it yourself like you need to keep pushing even when it's so hard even when it feels like such a waste of time you need to keep pushing you need to keep trying like there is moments where for example my podcast nobody listens to it there's episodes where people are like fuck that that sounds shite there's videos I upload on YouTube and it's a dramatic decrease in views from the other ones there's times where my pictures get no likes there's times when ads completely flop and I'm so embarrassed for the company I'm working with to see how shit the piece of work I'd done was these are all moments but you need to push past it and you need to keep working because see if you sit and do nothing nothing's going to change so that's that's my story that is my work life history and I probably haven't actually told you how like the actual depths of it because it would take me about three years and I've already been rabbiting on for ages but like there was points throughout these stories where I was going to the doctors and having to get sicklings for like feeling really down and really anxious and really low and there was times where like literal managers would be like you're not capable of that or you're not like that's unrealistic or blah 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 there was so much like genuine heartache in my work life that probably most of us can relate to and it's so hard when you're in that slump it's genuinely so hard and there's no feeling quite like it but take it from me it does get better I never would have pictured this wee life I have right now I didn't I honestly didn't think I was worthy of it and that was also a major hurdle in the way that I did not believe in myself for so long I felt like I was shit I felt like I didn't deserve these amazing opportunities I have now so if I could go back in time 
I would fix that mindset. I'd be like, babe, you are worthy of bigger and better things. And if you keep pushing, you're going to get there. So that is my best advice, guys. I know it is so shit, but I promise you it can and will get better if you just show up and try hard and it might take time and I know that I like I've also been in like a privileged position like in my life like I live at my mum and dad's house and you know I've been able to take kind of risks like when I took a big wage cut and stuff and I know everyone's situation is so circumstantial and not everyone has that luxury but the moral of the story is it can always get better Right, that's all I've got in my locker. I've been rabbiting on for over 50 minutes at this point. I am so parched. I'm so hungry and I'm so thirsty. So on that note, I'm going to be off skis. I hope this gave you a wee insight that as much as my life looks so cushy and it is pretty fucking cushy, it's not always been like that and things can change. When you least expect them. Expect the unexpected. But as always, thank you so much, literally, and in light of today's episode of supporting me I 100% would not be here if it wasn't for you thank fuck I'm here that's all I'm saying thank you so much for listening and remember to follow at Rollercoaster Podcast on Instagram so you can stay updated and you can get involved with future episodes and I'll see you again next week and I love you so very much okay kisses bye life goes up and it goes down I know my mom taught me that I figured why we fool around So little And we keep track of time Being so serious Idiots Thinking it will matter Keep me company downtown Before the clock runs out Even when we're on a budget We still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up Stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.